Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday, the 10th of December. Looking forward to speaking with everyone, talking about some sports, the Buccaneers, talking about the Lightning, some bowl games. I want to hear what you think about those. And also, maybe some World Cup we're going to get in there. The number here is always 877-448-7901. Sports at Power901.com is the email. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. This Christmas, make it extra special and shop Macaulay Fine Jewelry right here in Brandon for 25% off. During our holiday sale, Macaulay Fine Jewelry Holiday Sale starts Tuesday, November 22nd and runs through Christmas Eve. All regular price jewelry will be 25% off during this special holiday sale. This excludes previously loved and 50% off cases. And if you have a treasured family heirloom, Macaulay can craft a custom design piece, something you'll love to wear. Do something special this year and select from our elegant array of fine jewelry. Macaulay Fine Jewelry Holiday Sale starts Tuesday, November 22nd and runs through Christmas Eve. Macaulay Fine Jewelry at the corner of Oakfield and Kings Avenue in the heart of Brandon. Now, now back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hope everyone's having a great week and looking forward to a good weekend of football here in the NFL. Before we talk about the Bucks and heading out there to San Francisco for the Niners this week, we want to talk a little bit about the game this past week on Monday. It was a Last game of the week for the NFL, and I'll tell you what, it came right down to the end. Never a dull moment with this Bucks team, that's for sure. What do you say about the Bucks? For 57 minutes, they looked as though they were deer in headlights, not able to do anything, and then all of a sudden, the last five minutes, we score 14 points, and in Tom Brady fashion, go down and win the game. Got to catch your breath after that one, I'll tell you. For those of you that stayed up and watched the game, uh, congratulations, because it was tough to watch the first, like I said, the first 57 minutes or so. Uh, we got a field goal in the first quarter. Ryan Suckup kicked a 21-yard field goal to give us the lead. We took the opening possession, marched down the field, and you know we, we came away with three points. Quite honestly, it was a little bit disappointing because the way that we moved the ball in that first stanza, we should have... Oh, come away with at least a touchdown and the extra point made it 7 nothing. but we did get the field goal and quite honestly that was all we got uh, until a little bit later on in the game and when I say a little bit later on in the game I mean later on in the game but between our opening drive and the end of the fourth quarter it was all Saints. It was all Saints. The Saints scored a touchdown. Uh, Taysom Hill, um, 30-yard pass from Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, who, you know, I give him credit. He's out there playing, and he makes the best of his chances out there. He took advantage of a couple uh, lapses in our defense. Before you know it, it's 7-3 Saints. You know their defense always gives us troubles, no matter if they're playing down here at Raymond James like we were or up there in New Orleans. So now it's 7-3. All of a sudden they come down, they get another field goal with 20 seconds to go. 
before the half, so it's 10 to three at the half. We, Buck's locker room, when it was 10 to three, they had it going there. They had to be a little bit dejected, knowing that they got off to a good start, put three points on the board, and couldn't really do anything much after that. That carried over in the third quarter. Not much scoring in that quarter. The Saints did add a uh, 21 yard field goal to make it 13 to three. And then again, let's hit a field goal of eight minutes into the fourth quarter to make it 16 to three. So pretty much at that point, it's 16 to three. The Bucks are unable to move the ball, unable to think they had a punt seven of eight the last possessions. And at that point, they had a, a fourth and, I believe fourth and 10 from their own 35 or something like that. Brady wanted to stay in and, and go for it. You only have six minutes to go in the game, six and a half minutes to go. Got overruled on the call. Uh, Bull says, not. we're going to punt the ball. They punted the ball. We were able to stop them. We finally were able to stop them from moving the ball. And uh, again, our defense played well. I, I give the defense credit the whole season and especially in this game. So we got the ball back. It's 16-3. to three. Uh, I don't know, a little bit less than six minutes, maybe a couple seconds more than six minutes. We move the ball down the field. All of a sudden, what do we do? We go into the no huddle offense, the hurry up offense. Brady moving the ball. You know, getting some passes to Fournette out of the backfield. A couple to Rashad White. Uh, a nice pass to um, Julio Jones. Spreading the ball around. Ended up going in, scoring a touchdown. Kate Otten, the tight end, caught a one-yard touchdown pass. Uh, made it uh, 16 to 9. The extra point was good. 16 to 10 with three minutes to go. So when you look at that right there, we're finally able to move the ball. Uh, most people were saying a little bit too late. Uh, we kicked the ball off, obviously. Our defense held them. And we got the ball back. We got the ball back down six. So you give Tom Brady the ball back down six. How many times has he come back to win the game? How did you feel at that point? Were you confident that the Bucs were going to win the game? Or did you think that the way they played in the first 57 minutes would dictate how the game was going to end? Well, if you thought that Brady was going to lead the team down the field and score a touchdown, you were right. You, you'd win that bet because what happened is that he came out and, you know, for whatever reason, again, we go to the no huddle offense, the hurry up offense, Brady out there. I'm not sure if he was calling the plays himself or getting some help from leftwards on the sidelines, spreading the ball around, whether it be to Fournette out of the backfield. Um, nice first down. We had a play to um, Julio Jones. Uh, we had Scotty Miller with a great first down across the middle. We threw a deep pass going to Evans and pass interference. Uh, down there with probably about 10, 15 seconds to go. Brady finds um, receiver in the back of the end zone. It was Godwin. And unfortunately, he got called back for an offensive holding. So it went from still being 16 to 10. Now we have one play left, about five, six seconds left on the clock. And he finds Rashad White, the six-yard pass. Suckup made the kick, uh, the extra point after that. Final score, 17 bucks, 16 Saints. 
We had them all wait. We had them the whole time, right? Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Unbelievable. If you stand up and watch that whole game, I'd love to hear your input on, number one, what kept you up. I know that um, a lot of people in that game had some Bucks players in their fantasy football leagues, and I think that was one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people stayed up watching this game because for the first for the first three quarters and three quarters of the fourth quarter, it was a horrendous performance by the Bucks. We talked last week on the show what they needed to do, aside from that opening drive when they came out and looked good and moved the ball down the field and got the three points. They really didn't do much during their whole rest of the game until the end. Uh, but again, a win is a win. So I give them credit. I give the team credit for uh, sticking together. They, they believed in themselves at the end. I, um, a lot of people questioned the call that Bulls had with the uh, punt rather than going for it. At that, at, let me tell you, at that point, I was one of the people saying they might as well go for it. They can't move the ball. They haven't been able to move the ball in three and a half quarters. What are, you, what are they going to do? What's the difference? Go for it. Try to make something you know, happen. Uh, they didn't. Uh, Bowles punted the ball, and he comes out looking like um, a, a, a genius making the right call. And I don't like using the word genius and Todd Bowles in the same sentence at any time this year because, um, you know, it, it really hasn't played out that way with Todd Bowles and the offense. And it's not just Bowles. And again, nothing, when I say something on the show about whether it be uh, the coaching staff, Bowles, Leftwich, uh, whoever it might be, or, or it's nothing personal against the person. It's just the play on the field, the calls on the field, the clock management or the lack of clock management in some instances. Uh, why don't you go to the hurry up offense more often? Well, if you listen to the press conference with what even Brady would say, well, you know what, if you start doing it more often, then teams are going to catch on. And uh, Tom, you guys are six and six, five and six at that point when uh, before you went down and scored. But, you know, we're six and six. So let me ask you something. If a pitcher is hit, playing a, a, a batter that is unable to hit the changeup, does he go out there and throw him fastballs the whole time? Probably not. He's going to throw the change up, right? So if we go out there and we don't let the defense rest and gives you a chance to go and read the defense and, you know, like you have for so many years to give us a chance, then wouldn't that make sense to do it more in the game? You don't want to show them all your cards. I, I get that to a point, but go out there and, and utilize your strength. I mean, we're only scoring 17 points a game. Um 18 points a game. Luckily, we're only giving up 17 points a game. So our defense is keeping us in the game week in and week out. Uh, and we talked about this on the show last week of the things that they need to do. For the life of me, every time the Bucks stretch the field and throw deep, it, something good happens. You know, a pass interference call a lot of times. Uh, maybe Julio Jones will catch one. Uh, maybe Evans will pull one in. Evans looked good at the end of the game. 
uh, again, though, he has, to me, he hasn't been himself the whole season. But uh, we don't want to detract from a victory. It was a great team win. It doesn't matter how you do it. If you win a game in the NFL any given week, that's a really good thing. So we go into this week's game. We're 6-6. Six and six. We're playing at San Francisco. We're going to break that down. We're going to break that game down here when we come back from the break. The number here, 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com. We'll be right back. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking more about the NFL schedule this week. Now, this is week 14 already. Uh, there are some good matchups that we're going to talk about. Also, if you're playing fantasy football, this is the last week of the regular season. So you better uh, make sure you get out there, do your homework, See who's uh, you want on the bench. See who you want out there playing because this week decides who makes the playoffs in your league and who doesn't. Hopefully, you're in the mix and able to uh, get in there and uh, make some noise this week. So, starting from the top, I think one of the best games this week is going to be the Eagles and the Giants. Um, you know, the Eagles, the Giants, Eagles, eleven and one. Giants are seven, four and one with that tie. I think that tie last week just enables both these teams to get into the playoffs. Talking about the Giants and um, Washington that had that tie last week, but getting back to the game, the Eagles are they an eleven and one team? Well, that's what the scorebook says. That's what the uh, the scoreboard, when you look up, says that they are. So, scoreboard's never wrong. They're a heavy favorite this week on the road against the Giants. Now, it's a tough matchup for the Giants. They've won twice this season, in seven contests against teams that currently have winning records. The Eagles, they come out higher-ranked offense, higher-ranked defense, higher passing, higher running attacks. They should have the advantage in all aspects of this game. But when you have games in the NFC East, you never know what's going to happen. Even though the Eagles are 11-1 in heavy favorites, uh, I, I do think that they're going to win this game. I think that Miles Sanders uh, gets well over 100 yards. I think he has probably at least one touchdown as well. Um, Hurts, he's uh, surprised me the whole season with the way he's able to find the receivers down the field when he needs to. We all knew he could run and get some first downs, but um, if you're an Eagles fan, you're pleasantly surprised about his production with his arm. If the Eagles win, they clinch a playoff berth. Or if they tie, they clinch their playoff berth as well. Uh, even if they lose, they can still clinch with a couple losses from some other teams. So I think that even though it's going to be one of the better games of, this, of the week, I think that uh, the Giants are playing close, but the Eagles are going to come out and, and win that game by, I would say, 7 to 10 points. Uh, you have the Jets at the Bills. In years past, 
when you have the Jets and the Bills, you're typically saying, ah, Buffalo's going to win the game. Let's move on to the next one. But, you know, the Jets defense, they played a huge role when they beat Buffalo earlier this season. So they um, they played a, a zone defense, if you remember. Allen was uh, 11 for 23, I think, uh, on plays against that zone coverage. Actually threw a couple of interceptions. No touchdowns. So... Is the Jets' defense going to be able to give Allen another tough game? Or did Allen and and company figure it out and going to go out there and play the way that they can play as some Super Bowl favorites and go out there and and win easily? I think it's going to be a close game. Of course, the Jets, they have Mike White who's in there playing. you know, Mike White's Mike White. He's not going to beat you in a lot of ways, but he's not going to make mistakes to allow his team to lose the game. So the, the Buffalo seeking their fourth straight 10-win uh, season. I think that when you look at after they lost the first time this year to the Jets, they come out and uh, they win this game. I look for them to play one of their better games of the season and I look for them to go out there and win. A lot of people think that's not going to happen, but I kind of, um, I kind of have a feeling that they are. You had the Browns five and seven at the Bengals. Of you know, Burrow, Burrow zero and four in his career against Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati. They're going to make the playoffs. They probably have a 90, 95% chance of making the playoffs and a pretty good chance of winning the AFC North, actually, if you look at it. So I think that a four-game win streak coming into this game, uh, Zach Taylor, coach has done a a very, very good job. This is a battle of Ohio, obviously. Uh, uh, Miles Garrett, they're going to have to uh, contend with him because he's leading the NFL in, in a pass rush win rate. So I think that both of these teams have, a, have a, a lot to play for. Cleveland, it's a must game for them. Cincinnati is really coming into their own right now. I think that when you look at this game, um, Cleveland is not going to have the weapons to come out to uh, compete against Cincy. I think they win by probably two touchdowns. Vikings at the Lions. The Vikings are ten and two. Lions at five and seven. Five and seven. Lions team really is playing well. Um, now, surprisingly, they're favored in this game. When you're in December and you're talking about a meaningful game for Detroit, that's saying something because that hasn't happened in a long time. Now, they've won three out of the last four games, uh, but the Vikings, um, they've only lost twice this year. So I think if you look at this game, um, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that it's going to be well over the 52 points that they're saying, and I think that um, they had 52 points in the, in the Week 3 matchup as well. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Dalvin Cook, I look for him to um, you know, have a good game. He's, I think, 70, 73 or so yards away from uh, having a fourth consecutive thousand yard season and I think that as well as Detroit's been playing even though they're actually favored by a couple points I look for the Vikings to win this game and you know show why they're 10 and 2 Ravens at the Steelers Tyler Huntley's gonna play he's gonna start for Baltimore Lamar Jackson um, got hurt last week so 
it's going to be up to Huntley to lead that Ravens team. They're eight and four. Never a easy game when they're playing their rival, the Steelers, especially there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Kenny Pickett, the uh, quarterback for Pittsburgh, he's been doing well as a rookie so far, but I'm afraid that the defense of Baltimore is going to well give him a not so friendly welcome into the NFL. I'm going with the. Um, Baltimore Ravens in this game to win by six or seven points. The Texans one and ten and one at the Cowboys nine and three. I'm not going to say much about this time game except that Dallas uh, should win this game going away. You'll probably see a nice uh, split of Prescott back there picking apart the defense and. Um, the run game split between the two running backs, um, Ezekiel Elliott there and Pollard. So I think that uh, not much to say about this game. The Cowboys should win this one going away. They're looking forward to that uh, Christmas Eve matchup against Philly before uh, that's what's on their sights right now. So we'll see what happens. Jacksonville 4-8 and eight at the Titans 7-5. and five. Tennessee's favorite in this game. You know, Derrick Henry, uh, he's got 208 total rushing yards over the past four games. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a slump. I look for Henry to come out of that slump, and I think they're going to run the ball and run the ball well. I look for the Titans to win this game, actually um, going away against Jacksonville, to be honest with you. Um, that Tennessee's going to make the playoffs without a doubt, and they're just going to go out there and, and put all the pieces together in this game and hopefully come away with no injuries. Uh, you look at the Chiefs and the Broncos. Normally, it'd be a good game. This year, not so much. The Broncos are 3-9, and nine, believe it or not. 3-9. Um, and nine. You go out there and you have Russell Wilson, uh, quarterbacking for Denver. Been a very big disappointment for a lot of Broncos fans this year. On the other end of the spectrum, you have Mahomes and company. He goes out there and keeps on looking for his favorite receiver, Kelsey. Uh, tough to bet against Mahomes. I think that uh, this game will be like the previous game that we talked about with Dallas. Not much to talk about. I think the Chiefs win this game going away and uh, probably by about two touchdowns. So another game that... Um, you know, might be worth talking about a little bit would be the Panthers at the Seahawks. Uh, the Panthers are without Baker Mayfield. And if you watch that game on Thursday night, got to give props to Mayfield. He was let go by the Panthers, went over to the Rams, he was there for 48 hours, uh, came into the game a little bit halfway through maybe the first first quarter and actually led the team to victory uh, in, in that Thursday night football game and it was good to see Mayfield do that he's had an up and down up and down career but I think that uh, that may go a long way the problem with Mayfield is that his story is good for maybe you know three or four weeks then seems to get a little bit predictable and, and the wheels start to fall off the bus so we'll see what happens with him going forward of course they'll be off this weekend after playing the Panthers are four and eight Seahawks seven and five I look for the Seahawks with Geno Smith to go out there and um, just kind of take it to them in the air. I look for them to win this game by a touchdown. You have a really good game. The Dolphins 8-4 and four against the Chargers. They're 6-6. Six six. 
That is the um, night game tomorrow night. I think it's going to be an offensive showcase. I think both um, Tagovailoa as well as Herbert is going to go over the 300-yard passing mark. And I think the Dolphins are going to take advantage of the Chargers' defense. Believe their 28th rushing defense, and I think that um, you have to be able to stop the run to win in this league. Um, you have Waddle, you have Hill, see what happens with Miami, but I do think they come out and win the game. Monday night, you have the Patriots at the Cardinals. Patriots disappointing 6-6. Six and six. Cardinals are 4-8. and eight. Uh, Matt Jones and the Patriots, they really struggle in the red zone. And I think they're tied with Denver for last in the league as far as that goes inside the 20. Cardinals have Kyler Murray. Um, I actually look for the Cardinals at home to win that game. So that covers all the games. Now we're going to talk about the Bucks. Bucks are going out to San Francisco. Um, after their come-from-behind win um, against the Saints, this past week. What do you think is going to happen with the Bucks when they go out there to Tom Brady's uh, stomping grounds? That's where he grew up. You know, he's a San Mateo boy and talks many times about uh, how he has some fond memories going to Candlestick, watching the 49ers with Joe Montana and, and everybody out there playing. Um, I look at this game and even though you're traveling across the country, it's a 425 game, uh, they still have some momentum from the win. Now, that's going to last a little bit, but it's, it's not going to take you through the game. The good news for Brady and company is that Brady's going to take his uh, you know, seven championships and play against Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft, and... Uh, is Purdy going to be able to go out there and lead the 49ers to victory against a, a very formidable Bucks defense that we talked about? Uh, I really think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Brady 7-0 against quarterbacks making their first NFL regular season start, which is exactly what Brock Purdy's doing. It's going to come down to defense on both sides. Now, the Bucks, their secondary is a little bit banged up and battered. I think that uh, you won't notice it as much because when you have a rookie quarterback like that, Bowles is a very good defensive coordinator. And uh, no, I, I know I say about his head coaching uh, abilities sometimes are a little bit sketchy, but very good defensive coordinator. I think he'll have a good game plan and we should be able to hold the offense to you know, below 17, 18 points like we have been throughout the year. The problem's going to be the offense again. Are we going to be able to go out there and score against a very good 49ers defense? Make no doubt about it. They, they have a good defense. So we're going to have to go out there and play the kind of game that we played in London, if you will, when we played Seattle. You know, you had Fournette having a good game. You had Rashad White having a good game. Um, spread the ball around. I'm hoping that Brady is able to look at the tape and sit down with Leftwich and company and say, let's go out there and uh, usually hurry up offense a little bit more. Maybe not, you know, enough to 
tip some things off for the rest of the season, but enough to go out there and score some points during the game and not wait till the end to give everybody heart failure. <laughs> Again, 877-448-7901. Let me know what you're thinking. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-803-1961. 800-803-1961. That's 800-803-1961. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. A little raise news here in the offseason. Uh, we picked up Zach Eflin from the Phillies, the right-handed pitcher. And surprisingly, they're paying him $40 million over a, a three-year contract. That's the highest free agency deal that the Rays have ever had in their uh, existence. Uh, the last one was $35 million for uh, Wilson Alvarez, if you remember that before the uh, team season, inaugural season started back in 1998. So Eflin had a uh, good year for the for the Phillies. Um, I, I'm thinking he's going to help. He became a free agent. He turned down a $15 million um, option with, with Philly. Uh, he's played his entire career there. So now you take Eflin and you add him to a starting rotation, which looks like it'll be... Tyler Glass now, Shane McClanahan, Rasmussen, now him. So it, that's a that's a damn strong starting rotation. Saying that, we need some bats, don't we? Last I looked, you don't win games just by uh, keeping the other team down to a minimal round of runs when you can't score yourself. So we need to put some runs on the board. I'm looking forward to the uh, Rays going out there and maybe making a couple more moves. I think that uh, we've had good pitching, uh, whether it be our starters, our mid-relievers, or uh, the bullpen at the end. So uh, I think that we need to go out there and, and get some bats. And if you look at... You know, take one of those pitchers away, Frierson. Uh, he's he's going to have sh- shoulder surgery, so he's going to be out for probably I don't know four, maybe five months. But um, gotta go out there and find some bats, boys. Good news for the Rays. Congratulations to first baseman Fred McGriff getting elected to the Hall of Fame uh, this past week. Uh, you know, he, he had a great career. He had eight 100 RBI seasons, had almost 500 home runs, I believe, including 30 or more in, in 10 seasons. That was for five different teams, by the way. So I, I think that if you look at um, him, can, uh, it's, it's a great addition to the Hall of Fame. When you look at the Hall of Fame, I, I really have a hard time with, with the Baseball Hall of Fame, and that's... Uh, a topic that we'll talk about some other times. No, when you have people that, uh, no, Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Clemens, uh, Murphy, Mattingly, Palmero, 
uh, it's tough when those people aren't in the uh, the Hall of Fame right now and on and on, Pete Rose, another subject we can talk about. So um, congratulations to Fred and looking forward to seeing you in the Hall of Fame. Spring training, you know, we're talking about that here shortly. They're not going to be having their training games, spring training games in Port Charlotte this year due to the damage that was caused to the stadium uh, by Hurricane Ian. They're looking at a couple alternate sites right now and talking about alternate sites for the Rays. They're also, they have, I believe, four different uh, plans on the table for the redevelopment of where they're going to be of uh, their team in a couple years. As you know, it's been an ongoing saga. It's going to be there in St. Pete. There are plans to look to uh, revamp the whole stadium down there. Another site in St. Pete as well, as well as here in Tampa. So uh, it, it's as, but as clear as mud right now as far as where the Rays are with a new site. Uh, we talked about that many times. It's vital that the Rays get their ducks in order and decide on a site and then go full speed ahead trying to get that. And uh, it needs to be done sooner than later. Believe me when I tell you that Major League Baseball, they have their eyes on this team watching what they're doing here in the offseason and the progress that they're making or not making, if you will, with um, the, the improvements and with finalizing a location for this team. So it's imperative that that gets done. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed and keep updating you as we go. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, hockey fans. The lightning don't look now, but they're starting to gel, if you ask me. After that loss to uh, the Bruins... Uh, they've come back. They've beaten the Flyers, the Maple Leafs, and the Predators uh, this past Thursday. Great 5-2 to two victory in that game. Point had two goals. They scored three times in the final period to go ahead and beat Nashville. That gives us uh, 33 points. We're playing today at 4.30 against the Panthers. So if you're able to go out, if you're around, you know, if you're not doing any you know, Christmas shopping or getting the Christmas tree set up, you know, go ahead out there and uh, look to see what the, the Lightning are doing at, at Amelie. Always a great environment over there, whether you're inside at the arena or if you want to go to the watch party outside. You can't go wrong with either. As you look at that team right now, um, there's there's some things as far as the defensive issues that we've had in some previous games this month and the end of last month. Those issues are starting to be worked out a little bit. I'm looking forward to seeing Vasilevsky uh, playing a little bit better. I'm looking forward to Hedman um, getting off the snide there and um, getting back to his old self, and I think that's going to happen. Um, so good luck to the Lightning. We'll be talking more about them, of course, as the um, 
season progresses there. The bowl game's coming up. Now, today, of course, with the college championship conference championships last week, there aren't any games except for an important game, Army-Navy. And that's a game that is probably the highlight of the season for a lot of people. Uh, and I think that it's always fun watching that game, the, the sometimes the pomp and circumstance that goes on. And it's good to know that those two teams, they'll compete uh, tooth and nail to win that game every year like they do. But when the game's over, rest assured, they're both on the same side. And uh, I guarantee you it's always interesting to watch that game. And I think that as we get more into the end of this month, we're going to be talking about the, the Heisman candidates. We're going to be talking about the transfer, transfer portal. A lot of things going on with them. And we're going to get to some bowl picks next time on the show. Guys, that's unfortunately all the time we have. Always enjoy hearing your thoughts. Uh, shoot me an email. Sports at power901.com. Let me know your thoughts on the college bowls. If you want to get into the contest, I, I'm going to put something on Twitter. You'll be able to see the link and how to join the contest that we're going to have. Um, any other questions, please let me know. We'll get your email right on the show next week. Enjoy the weekend. The weather is perfect. That's why, we're, that's why we live down here, right? Enjoy the weekend. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe, and above all, stay positive. Go Bolts, go Bucks. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium. Mm-hmm.